0: Okay, let's get started with Parshas VaYishlach. Tavshin Ayin Daled. Scheduling, you know, next week I have something on Wednesday, so this year will either be Monday or Tuesday uh, next week. But uh, we'll send out the email to uh, to let you know exactly when. Parshas VaYishlach. If there is any parsha to start with a Lobavitcher Rebbe, we will see it will be this one, VaYishlach. As we go to the name of the parsha in source number one, as the Lobavitcher Rebbe always notes. If one thinks of Chabad and the Rebbe, they usually think of the shlichim or the shluchim. Vayishlach, the Rebbe says, this is exactly where it comes from. Vayishlach means he sent, which refers to the concept of Shlichus, sending an emissary or representative. In the broader sense, what does Shlichus mean? We are all shlichim. We are all sent with him for a mission. We are all sent to accomplish something. He placed our souls into our bodies in order for us to carry out a mission here on earth to perform the mitzvahs of the Torah and to influence our surroundings. We all have a job to do. We are all, as we spoke about at the end of last week's year, we are day workers. And we have to do everything we can to use the time that we have, like Yaakov Avinu did every second, as he worked for Lavan v'chol kocho, as the Rambam said last week. More specifically, says the Lubavitcher Rebbe on line 10, The shlichus, to affect the outside world, can be divided into two phases. Two stages, two phases, two elements, what we have to be involved in. Number one, when he is away from the shul and study hall, the Jew spreads the light of Judaism to his surroundings. Number one is what we personally do. We have to go out, we have to influence, we have to work on ourselves in order to influence, influence those close to us, our family, our community, and beyond. But number two is, sometimes we can't get to everyone directly. But what we can do is touch the lives of others who then will go out. If we light the torch of someone else and then they go out and affect others, that's all connected to me. That's all connected to the original sender. He is not satisfied with the shlichus, which he alone is carrying out. And he endeavors to make more shluchim, others who will also be charged with the enthusiasm to spread Torah and Judaism. It's going out oneself and then setting up more people to take the job. In the words of the Levavitcher Rebbe, Vayetze and Vayishlach. Vayetse, first each person goes out themselves to affect what they could do, each and every person, and after that, second phase, Vayishlach. They try to make others to be able to go out and accomplish that's what he says on the right side. Vayetze means he de- she departed. He left his homeland on a Shlichus to influence. Vayishlach means he sent, alluding to the second phase of Shlichus, where a is <coughs> not satisfied with his own ongoing achievements, but he inspires others to be Shluchim as well. We have Vayetze and we have Vayishlach. And of course, we are B'nai Yaakov Avinu, B'nai Yisrael. And he, my Savo simon he set the tone. He went out and did the shlichios, and so too we, following Yaakov Avinu's lead, have to fulfill our shlichos as well. Rav Salveitschik in a different context also talks about the concept of shlichus in his own way. In Yemezi Karon, he writes, we mentioned this a couple of years ago in a Shabbat drasha." Ha'adam nivra Batur shliach, each of us are born with a job to do. Etsem Just the fact that we exist. The fact. Oh no, no. I, I don't have to do. Maybe they have. Other people have what to do. The leaders. I'm just a pasha to yid. I'm a simple Jew. I have to mind my own business. Mind my own life. Just take care of my own. Dalad Amos says the rab says Rev Solveitchik The fact that I exist means I have a purpose to fulfill. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu put me in the world now to be able to fulfill my purpose. The fact that I was born, that I was created, why else would I be born if not to have a purpose? To fulfill a mission. The Gemara Nida tells us that we all take an oath when we're born. And we take an oath that we're going to do what we're supposed to do. What is that oath? And I'm going to try to fulfill my potential to the best of my abilities. That's like the shvua that Eliezer took before he went out to Hislichus to find a wife for Yitzchak Avinu. The fact that we all are alive today in Tafshanae and Dalid, and we all live in a certain community, and we exist in a certain realm and area. I wasn't born in the 1800s. Why not? I also wasn't born in 100 years from now. There's a reason for that, and there's a purpose. Nuchal ach If we assume that things aren't haphazard and things just happen, mikra. But we know everything has a specific purpose. Obviously, bechira We have free choice regarding everything that's in our control. But everything is that's out of our control, starting with the moment we are born. So that's that's up to Baruch. Now Baruch Davka put us on this earth at this time to fulfill the mission. Vayishlach Yaakov. Hashkacha Yodas Yachid. Al Hashem knows what we can fulfill with with all of our quirks of our personalities that we all have, and our spouses have to live with, right? But Hashem Baruch knows that. And we have to use them and channel them and sometimes overcome them in order to accomplish what we need to accomplish. Kodesh Baruch Hu only, as we know, one would only give a representative a mission if it was possible. Right? A Kodesh Baruch Hu is impossible for somebody to send somebody to do something if they know it's impossible. So Kodesh Baruch Hu knows whatever our mission is, is definitely possible. Any quotes from Rav Kook? One of the more well-known thoughts from Rav Kook Siddur in Olotariya, where Rav Cook explains the phrase that we say on Yom Kippur. Elokai, ad shalom nozarti, e'ni chadai, v'yachshav shalom nozarti, ki'ilu lo nozarti. Ad shalom nozarti, before I was born, we say after the Yalchit, e'ni chadai. I I didn't earn anything. V'yachshav shalom nozarti, ki'ilu lo nozarti. And now that I'm born, it's ki'ilu. What does that mean? Says Rav Kuk, ad shalom before the moment I was born... In history the day before I was born, the century before I was born or the millennium before I was born I didn't have a purpose I didn't have a purpose in the world before I was born says Riff Cook I wasn't born a moment before I was supposed to be born because I didn't have a purpose then line, nine, line 18 why, I wish I knew the Rambam. I wish I was born in the 1200s. I wish I knew Rabbi Akiva. I kn- no, I didn't have a Tachlis then. I didn't have a Purpose then. I didn't have a Shlichus then, says Rav Salvechik. That's the Pshat Ad shalon otsarti. Before I was born, I wasn't born then because Eini otsarti. And now that I am born, what do we say on Yom Kippur? I haven't fulfilled it. That's all being Misvadeh. I have to try, to try my best. Line 22, I haven't fulfilled what I am supposed to fulfill. That's our mission. <coughs> That's, as we know, there's nobody that did it better than the Labavitch Rebbe, creating the literally Shlichim. This is his parsha. Because every Jew has a Shlichus. And then Rav Solveitschik even says, continuing later on, quoting Arashi, giving a deeper shine at Arashi from a couple weeks ago's Parsha. On line 33, we know Chazal already pointed out, when the Malachim came to Abramavinu, Avinu, what does the Pasik say? ne shlosha anashim nitzavim Three men. Three men came to him. Anashim. While when the Malachim came to Sodom and to Lot, what does it say? Vayavo shnei hamalachim. Stoma Baerev. Three angels came. Why? By Avramavinu, same people, right? They first they went to Avraham and then right they each accompanied each other on the mission. Then they went to Lot. But by Avram, they're called men. By Lot, they're called angels. Why? So Chazal tell us on line 37. Aitzel Abraham Shekoho Gadol, Avram Avinu, who was on a higher level. And he always saw Malachim. He always saw angels. He was used to it. What's the simple pshat of Rashi? He was used to it. It's like you see a friend, you see a man. That's why the Torah calls them men. anashim. But by Lot, Lot wasn't on that level. Lot sees these f- uh, beings come. The Torah calls them angels. Call, call them Malachim. That's the simple interpretation. Abraham was used to it and not used to it. says Rav according to my pshat, it says it's a deeper idea. Avram Avinu. What's the language? Shekohogadol. What does that mean? Avram knew he had a shlichus to fulfill. Avram knew he had to start the spiritual parade of monotheism as the Rambam discusses. The beginning of the Yom Kochavim, where Avram Avinu was Megayer and he spent his whole life spreading the idea that there is one God. Who Aya Atzmo? haGadol B'Yoser. What is a Malach? If not... A created being which serves a purpose. That's the whole essence of a malach. A being that's created to serve a purpose. And when the purpose is fulfilled, the malach no longer exists. That's the mahus. That's the whole idea of a malach. So that's exactly what Avram Avinu did. There was no difference between a malach and Avramavinu. Avinu. They both fulfilled their potentials. That's why it's a colleague. It's on the same level as Avram Avinu. That's why it calls it Anoshim. Men equals Avram had equals with the malachim. They had a purpose, and I have a purpose. kol chayav borei olam memela. What Avram was surprised? What's he surprised about? Oh, hi, Mister Malach. You're just like me. There's no difference. There's no difference between me and you. You're doing what you have to do, and I'm doing what I have to do. Lohaya haya hamalach lebchinat V'tofaa yotzeis migeder haragil. V'molechaz Lot? Lot never heard of such a thing. What a shlichus, a purpose, a reason? Wow, that's something I've never heard of. They're malachim. I'm somebody else. I'm not on that level. That's why by stom, on the on, this, on the next page, V'ilu eitzah lot b'stom, makom shebo nishkach l'chalut in shlichus. What's the purpose? Everybody lives for themselves. Everybody lives for, for making, making it themselves. We, we develop laws to have, be anti-chesed and anti-everything that we stand for. That's why by Yavoshnei Malachim, Malachim Sedoma. So we all have a shlichus, and that's what we learn from Parshas BaYishla. And he continues, we're not going to read the whole thing, that sometimes our shlichus changes, different stages of our life. We have different... Themes and focuses that we have to do once when we're parenting, even at the same time in our life, when we're in the house and when we're out of the house, when we're younger, when we're older. Every stage of our life, we have a shlichus. It never ends. The shlichus ends at 120. That's when the shlichus is finished. And as we mentioned last week, we hope to look back. And as Yaakov Avinu told his wives, I served. I served my father as as well and as strong as I as I could. So that starts us off, the concept of shlichus in Vayishlach Yaakov. Once we're on the topic of Malachim, let's continue to learn a Rashi together. Beginning of the Parsha. Vayishlach Yaakov Malachim L'Fanav. So Yaakov says Malachim in front of him. He says Malachim to Esav. Artsa say, you're Adom. He's on his way back. The last he heard, his brother wanted to kill him. He was running away. He hopes... These last couple of decades have calmed the wrath of his brother. He also got a promise from Yehoshua Baruchu. He could go back. So, but he's still not relying on a niece. He's getting ready, as the Rashi quotes, for war. He's davening. He's sending him presents. He sends malachim. Rashi, malachim, malachim mamish, real angels. What's Rashi saying? What would we have thought? Okay, we would have thought an So again, we're not going to relate it to the previous thought, but what we can say? Okay, Yaakov wasn't on the level of Avram Avinu. We're not connecting the two. But what does Rashi mean? Rashi is always bothered by something. What is bothering Rashi that makes him say Malachim Mamish? What is he emphasizing? So the siftechachavim discuss because it says Lefanav in front of him tries to work it out. What exactly does is the Mamish emphasize? Says the Darki Musar of Naiman. Source number four. Rasha de Rashi is bothered or using the fact that it says he sent malachim lifanav, the angels that are before him. Rashi is noting that, ra- that the Torah is not telling us that he sent angels way ahead of him. He sent the angels, it's as if the Torah said, l'ifanav that were before him. What angels are those? There were a lot of angels in last week's parsha. The latter, Machanoim. <laughs> Let's see what the Dark Emoser says. There are two types of angels, two types of spiritual beings. Again, we can't describe exactly what a malach is. We know what a malach is not. A malach is not physical, there are the four levels of creations, or three levels of creations, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the writes this. we mentioned this in the, this past summer, we have the people, people, earth, then we have the celestial beings, the sun, the moon, the stars, the constellations, then above that, qualitatively, are the angels, and obviously, above everything is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kavioch. So, says the Darki Muser, there are two types of these spiritual beings. Yesh <speaking in Hebrew> Malachim there are some that were created very early. What does Rashi say in Parshish Breshis? yom echad. Why does it say echad and not rishon? Because HaKadosh Baruch was the only being that existed. Because not even the angels were created yet. That's what Rashi says in Parshish Breshis. So there were those some created during M'shazizimei Gabriel, Gabriel, Michael, Raphael. All the malachim that we that we know that come every so often show their face. The are told, the yetsara. If you say those are the malachim aves, the malachim she nevrai me ha mitzvah shah adam there But then there are the malachim that we create with our own actions. Call mitzvah shah adam ose borei uidezay malach. Every mitzvah that we do, we create. A malach, we create a defense attorney, as the Mishnah says in Pirkei Avos, a proklet. That's the word that's used in Pirkei Avos to explain the malach that we create. A defense attorney, whatever that means, a spiritual being that's going to go to bat for us in That We create that, and that's what it might mean, mitzvah goreris mitzvah, or that malach helps create another situation for a mitzvah. Continues the dark emusser. If we do a mitzvah with proper kavanah, with all of our strength, with all of our focus, then we have a nice, healthy, robust malach. I still get a malach, but not as strong and not as independent. And this is even alluded to, it's came up in the past, when the Malach tells Avram Avinu after the Akeda, Now I know, the Malach says, Ki lo atav, lo bin Now I know that you have Urashimayim, and that you didn't hold back your son from me. <coughs> and the Mepharshim ask, From me? Who's talking? A Malach is talking. Now I know that you're a Urashimayim, you didn't hold back your son from him. Capital H. It should say, what do you mean from me? From the Malach? The Malach didn't ask Abram to give his son. How can his far who asked? So the Malach should say, you didn't hold back your son from him. What do you mean, mimeni from me? Now I know. Explain the Bali Musar. Line eight. Achshav there's a deeper interpretation of the Pasik. Achani Odeya, Sha'atayure Lokim. I know you're a Yere I know you did everything perfectly, L'Shem Shemayim, just because the Kodesh Baruch who told you to do it. How do I know that? You want to know how I know that? How do I know that your Kavanas were perfect and you did everything, L'Shem Shemayim, with all your strength and with all your, all your effort? I know you did everything. How do I know that? From me, from the fact that I exist. I, the Malach, is saying, "I'm the Malach that was created because you succeeded in the Akeda. You did exactly what Hashem asked you to do. You have to put a comma after." How do I know all of that? Me many from the fact that I am a robust, healthy, strong Malach. So through my existence. The malach tells Avram Avinu, I know. So that's the second type of malachim. And maybe those are the malachim that follow us home Friday night, right? Shalom Aleichem, as the Gemara talks about, we mentioned that in the past. But those are the two types of malachim. The generic malachim that function in the world and the personal malachim that we create. Back to Rashi. <speaking> in Yaakov Avinu, HaYuholchim in Malachim. Avram always had malachim, right? Last week. Malachi Eretz Yisrael going up the ladder. Malachi Eretz coming down the ladder. Malachi Eretz Yisrael coming back to greet him on the way back. Malach, But none of those were his. Those were from Maishab Reshius. Malachi Eretz Yisrael. Maishab Right? They're from before. That's what it says at the end. of The last Pesach. Right? We don't we don't realize it because we've had a week since last Shabbos. What was the last Pesach at the end of last week's parasha? About Malachim. Machanoim. So now the Pesach says, Yaakov says Malachim. Rashi says, no, no, not the same Malachim. Malachim Mamish, that were lifanav, that were by Yaakov. The ones that were created by Yaakov Avinu, that's who he's sending to Esav. He's not taking the generic ones. He's taking the personal ones. He's taking the ones that Esav's going to see them. Whoa, I guess my brother's been been doing something over the past couple of years. B'sha'sha, bo'elav, shenivru, b'sha'shizim May gracious. He had different machanos. Line eighteen. Another You send one of your own. You want to send the personal touch to Esau, I'm sending my own. The ones that are lefanav. Malachim amish That's the emphasis of what Rashi of what Rashi is telling us. Okay, moving right along. The next thought is said by many. We might have even mentioned this a couple of years ago but it's in the name of the Ravadio Yosef, here in Sefer penini P'nini Torah. so we'll mention it again in his name, in the way that he says it. Of course, Rashi says, probably the most famous Rashi on the Parsha, Im Lavan Garti, V'eichar Ad-Ata, I lived with Lavan, and I have tarried, I have delayed until now. Rashi quotes, if we switch around the letters of Garti, we get taryag. Tovar Acher, Rashi quotes in the second shot, after saying Ger I was a gair, the brachas haven't come true, don't worry about it. Garti bigamatria taryah klomar, im Lavan harasha, garti, v'tariyag mitzvah shamarti, and I fulfilled mitzvahs, lamadati and I have not learned from his evil ways. Many Mefarshim ask, we're going to have two ideas tonight. What's the last four, what are the last four words teaching me? I live with Lavan, and I kept all the taria mitzvahs, and I didn't learn from him. Well, if you kept all the Tariyag Mitzvahs, you obviously didn't learn from him. Lovin wasn't keeping Tariyag Mitzvahs? Right, and we're not going to get into it right now. What do you mean Tariyag Mitzvahs? He married two sisters. That's already one. That's, that's out. Okay, not for now. But Tariyag Mitzvah Sharmati, B'lo What is that last phrase teaching me? So two ideas. First, from Ravavad Yosef, here quoted Mipnini HaTorah, one of the Sephardic, Darshanim of today. Advarim Yuvnu Alpi Mishaloshal Aben So, he quotes the Ben Hishchai, the Ben Yehoyadah. One time, the Yetzir Tov and the Yitzhahara were walking down the street together. And they meet each other. Again, again, this is all obviously a marshal. The Yitzhahara says to the Yetzir Tov, Why are we always fighting? You know what? Let's have a ceasefire. Let's have a ceasefire. You know what? I have to wake up early every day. We have to fight. You know what? I'll give you my clients. You give me your clients. And you know, we'll, we'll we'll deal with it. You know what? Let's see how life goes when it's peaceful and we don't have to we don't have to deal with all the fighting. Okay. there was one chassid, there was one pious person that the told, who was in his camp, wonderful person, Shakdan Atsum He was an unbelievable learner. And the Yeshotov says, okay, you can have him. Sounds like the Eof story. Oso Yashab Oso Erev by And he was learning. Ulafia haskim, the Yatsar goes in and starts starts creating creating some Yetzerhara elements. Pitu, Lishof Come on, it's a gorgeous night. Just go, just take a little walk outside. It's a gorgeous night. Just stop learning for a few minutes. Just go out for a minute. Get some fresh air. Come on. It's it's the Avirat de Yisrael. You know, whatever, whatever the Yitzhak could try to use. Right? He goes out. The Base Cafe. Makom Mis He goes, Oh, don't you want a cup of coffee? Just get a cup of coffee. Just get, it. come on. It's okay, you're thirsty. You'll bring it back to the base medrash. Ah, oh, you see some people playing cards over there, it's okay. Just go in. And little by little, obviously, we know what happens. He gets lost there. He loses himself. And later on, he runs back home on line 15. He starts crying, What did I do tonight? I lost the whole night. His family hears and asks, What happened? He says, Line 17. I thought I was gold. I thought I was on a certain level, but I see I'm not. You know why? You know what proved me wrong? I was in this base cafe, and I got involved in the game that they were playing, the card game, and I was so involved in the card game, I forgot to drink my coffee. I forgot to drink it. Sometimes there are Rabbanim in Shiurim that get so, they they usually have a cup of water, and they're so caught up in the tar, they forget to drink, they forget, they're screaming. I'm not on that level. I take a drink every every couple of minutes. But but he says, I got lost in 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 the game. When I'm learning, I don't forget to drink my coffee. So I see I'm not on that level. I see, so that's why it's it's painful for me, says the man to his wife. Because when I'm involved in this, in something else that's not Torah, I don't lose my, I lose myself. When I'm involved in Torah, I don't. He says, you know what? That's it. I'm starting again, I'm gonna learn from those guys. They're so involved in their games and they lose themselves, that's what I'm gonna do in Torah. I'm gonna to try to lose myself. Well mahras. And that's what he did. And he pushed himself and pushed himself and was able to conquer. The next day, the A of Hope and the A of meet each other again. And the A Sahara says, I'm sorry, deals off. No more ceasefire. No more ceasefire. He says, what? What's the problem? What's the wrong with the ceasefire? He says, he came to me and now he's even better than he was before. That's not fair. He learned from my guys. He was on my territory, my turf. And look what happened. Explain the Bali Musser, The end of source number six. In love and garati, the tire mitzvah shamarti, Yaakov's really saying, he's saying something that he could have done even better. He says, I didn't learn from love how Lavan acted, the Heslavos. Lavan was so into it. Yaakov's like, I did everything, but don't think I'm I'm the best. I still have a lot of work to do, Esav. Because Yaakov says, I could have learned more from Lavan. I could have learned how much he was into it. But I didn't. That's the... That's the message, right? The famous Mashal of the of the man who gets up early and he gets up to learn and he has his little candle on in his store. It's a shoemaker next door. The shoemaker sees, oh, he gets up so early? Oh, and he's only learning. I make, I make money. So he gets up 15 minutes even earlier. So he gets up at 5, 5.30 and then the, there's learning. Wow, he's shoes and he's only getting I get on my bus. He wakes up at 5 and they keep getting it because they're each focusing on each other and learning from each other. Mimaisav haroy, one idea, and then we have a second idea that my friend quotes from the founding Rashi Shiva of Neh Yisrael Reuven. Just take the pushup shot. I did all the Tayyag mitzvahs and I didn't learn from him. Of course you didn't learn from him. If you did all six thirteen, then you're obviously not learning from anything from Lavan. What do you see from here? Says Reuven. The fact that Yaakov had to say that a person could fulfill all 613 mitzvos and still be a Lavan. I did all 613 and I didn't learn from Lavan. Because being an Eved Hashem is not just about doing the 613. Rev. Ruderman pointed out that there seems to be a redundancy in Yaakov's words as we just pointed out. Clearly, observe Rev. It's possible for a person to keep the entire Torah, to fulfill every mitzvah meticulously, and still emulate the lifestyle of a lover. It's not just about mitzvahs. It's not just about the letter of the law. And then he quotes from Emanuel Feldman, one of his articles, where he writes, a difference between orthodox, observant, and religious. Can it truly be said that today's Orthodox individuals any less self-indulgent, less hedonistic, less undisciplined than those who do not perform mitzvot? The authors of those crudely worded wedding invitations that condescendingly remind us to dress modestly in accordance with Orthodox tradition frequently forget that Jewish tradition requires modesty not only in sleeve length but in Viennese tables, flowers, and all other vulgar excesses which mark the typical contemporary Orthodox wedding. That's one thing I think in this country we don't have too many Viennese tables. But we get the idea. Disagreements within the Torah community are not always models of civility and restraint. Tznius in dress is not always extended to tznius in words. 613 mitzvos doesn't always make me a bent Torah and an Evet Hashem. Is it possible in this day of research and orthodoxy to have a synagogue with a proper machitza, but yet whose noise volume on Shabbos is so high that one cannot hear the Kriyas HaTorah. Is it possible to be observant and yet never think about what God wants from us, only what we want from God? Very poignant and sharp words, but this is the message. Im Lovon Vitar Mitzvah Shamarti. We can do all the Mitzvah HaTorah, but we might not be getting the message, right? This does a quote it. This is exactly that's what he just let's just finish and then we'll move on. Does more observant necessarily mean more religious? Does our greater observance? We need to be observant and very observant, but that has to be coupled with the not learning from Lavan, and that's what Yaakov was saying. This is shades of. Yeah, many of you are thinking, I'm sure, the Ramban, the Ramban of the beginning of Harsha Kedoshim, which we haven't mentioned in a couple of years. To remember, the Ramban said the person could fulfill every detail of the Shulchan Aruch and every Sifkaton of every Chumrah. But it could still be, in the words of the Ramban, a novel Bereshus Torah, Someone who is disgusting with the license of the Torah. Where does it say it's oh, sir, What am I doing wrong? Says the Ramban, that's not what a Baruch Hu wants from us. And therefore, he says, Lofi Daiti, just reminding... Everyone have the Ramban in the beginning of Kadoshim. But what is it about? The Torah asers certain things and allows certain things. And therefore a person could find their way to keep every din and still not leave a religious life. Says the Ramban, that's Kedoshim to you. Says the rabban elsewhere, that's the asisa hayasher vahatov. Do what's right and the good in the eyes of a Baruch baruchu. Kadoshim to you. Love on but we still have to not only keep the mitzvos, but we have to make sure that we don't learn. We don't learn from love. We'll get back to this idea a little bit later in a similar context. Same Sorry. Same letters as novel. Novel and Lavan. Right. Lavan Garti and uh, right, same letters, just switch around the letters. Excellent. Okay. The major story, I shouldn't say the major, there are a lot of major stories in the parsha, but one of the memorable ones is obviously the fight with the what of malachim tonight. The fight of Yaakov Avinu, where he gets his name changed to Yisrael. He defeats the Malach, the Malach wounds him. We have the Isra of Gidhanasha that we've spoken about in the past. Uh, various contexts. And by the end of the fight, we have the following discussion. The Malach sees the Tsar of Esav sees he's he's not going to make it. He's not going to win. And what does he do? He goes for the thigh. He dislocated Yaakov's thigh. He saw he couldn't kill him, so he just damaged him. A lot of symbolism. If you don't remember, the Ber Yosef a couple of years ago spoke about the symbolism of the thigh. Vayomer Shalchaini. Yaakov has him, and the Malach says, let me go. Ki Shachar, This morning has come. I have to go say shira, Rashi says. Vayomer. Yaakov says, what would we expect Yaakov to say? The next words of the Torah. The Malach, so to speak, is on his knees. He's at the mercy of Yaakov Avinu. He knew, so he couldn't overcome him, so he just like wounds him. But Yaakov's got him. The mala says, "Let me go! Let me go! Let me go!" What should be the reaction? Yaakov's got him where he wants him. He's won the fight. What should Yaakov do? He should finish him off. He won't have to worry about an Asa forever. What does Yaakov say? Okay, fine. You can go. Just give me a bro. Why did he just? Why did he just finish him off? He has him in the corner. He has him on the ropes. And the, the, the Malach pleads, "Let me go." And Yaakov says, "Fine, just give me a bracha." Lo Ashalecha Chaki and Berach Tani. And the Malach says, oh, "That's a great deal. That's why I'll give you a bracha." Vayomrei Yom Ma Shemecha. What's your name, Yaakov? No, it's going to be Yisrael, because Kesarisa im Anashim veImelokim im Anashim Batuchal. Because you have you have fought with with Elokim with the Malach im Anashim Batuchal. And don't ask me my name. And he gave him a brach. Fine. Answer of Salvachik, Second Rev tonight. One in Hebrew, one in English, and so we're going to end with him. It's a big night for Salvachik. From the new Chumash. Answer of Salvechik, and this is a thought that he writes in many of his writings. All Yaakov had to do to bring the engagement to a successful conclusion was to destroy his antagonist and thus eliminate the threat of another attack. That's it, Esau. You're finished. You're done. Just finish him off. And he does it. And Yaakov, as we know, myself, a bond, is the symbol of the Jew. So what is he doing? Why does he pull back? Go for the knockout. Finish it. Yaakov acted differently. Contrary to what others in his place would have done. When the moment of victory arrived, he released the attacker and set him free. Why? What motivated such an act? Of course, he pleaded for his freedom. But why did he listen? Just annihilate him. So salvation explains, what is a hero in Yahadus? What makes a religious halachic hero? What's a gibar? What does Perkiyabos say a gibar is? Ezoi gibar, the one who finishes off his enemy when he's on his knees? he gibar. <laughs> what does the halacha recommend to us that we may attain heroic stature. The answer is, in classic Rav Salvatric style, that one must perform the dialectical movement. The halachic catharsis expresses itself in paradoxical movement, surging forward boldly and retreating humbly. A true hero knows when to step back and when not to keep going and when not to give the death blow. The Torah wants man, bold and adventurous in his quest for opportunities, to act heroically at the final moment when it appears victory is within his reach, to stop short, turn, and retreat. At the most exalted moment, man must forego the ecstasy of victory and take defeat at his own hands, v'chulu. And he says it is precisely in those areas where man fervently desires success that he must be willing to withdraw, to suffer defeat for Hulu, to have his own Akeda. And we find this throughout our lives. The one he quotes, for example, only by refraining. When a husband and wife refrain and shasa isur, that helps create the kedusha for the shasa heter. The pulling back is what creates the kedusha for the connection that there is when that comes. Only by refraining when the halacha so demands is the physical relationship between man and woman redeemed. It is purged of its coarseness and animality and becomes a sacred, divinely mandated act. When we don't eat, when we're not allowed to eat, and what we're not allowed to eat that sanctifies what we do eat. When we hold back, returning an insult, when we are ne'elav, that makes our whole koach adibur, Full of kedusha and redeemed. When man pulls back, when we retreat, that itself gives kedusha. It's not a hero to conquer, but a kovei shez Yisro, the one who looks inside and overcomes. That's Yaakov Avinu. And therefore, when the enemy was on his was on his knees, all the pshatim of what the enemy was and what it symbolizes. He pulled back and he retreated and that was the godless of Yaakov Avinu and that's the Jewish way. Throughout history we see, without even going into examples, the army, the Jewish army, we've seen it in the past decades, acts differently than any other army in the entire world. And that goes back to Yaakov Avinu and that's who we are and that's in our DNA. To pull back exactly when we have the opposite side where it is. Okay. After the event of the Malach and Yaakov's name is changed, he's limping, <coughs> and the Torah tells us that he is healed. We don't need to get on Hashem. But he comes and he finally meets Esau. And the passage tells us, Peraglam and Gimel, Pasuk, Zayin. the meeting goes well. They meet each other. And Yaakov says, please, I can't keep up with you. You just go ahead. I'll meet you. I'll meet you, go ahead. You which exit? That's fine. I'll take that exit. Yaakov gets off at an earlier exit. But you just go forward and and I'll meet you there. What happens? Pasik the end of that section. Vayasha Vayamahu, Aesub Ladarko Seira. Aesub goes back to Seir. Uliakov nasa sukosa. Yaakov goes to Sukos. Ba lo'bayis And he built a house. Uli mikneyu asasukos. And for his cattle. He built the huts, sukos. Okay, encourage you. I'm welcome, Sukkos. That's why it's called sukos. So there are a lot of names in the Torah. And if we think about the events, why certain places receive names, there's usually some significance to that act. Be'er Sheva is at least a shvua, a treaty that was made you know, between Avinu uh, and Yitzchak and the others. There's usually an event that the term Beit El, as we spoke about last week, imbuing our lives with Kedusha and godliness. That's why it was changed from Luz to Bedel. You remember the thought from last week? So why was it called Sukkos? Because Yaakov made huts for his cattle. His animals were getting a little sunburned and he felt a little bad for them, so he built some shade for them. That's why it's called Sukkos. And I might add, and that's why when the Torah in Rosh Chodesh says that Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov are connected to Bezal and Sukkos, Avram is Pesach because Vasiu Vasiyugos was Pesach. Yitzchak was Shvuis because the chauffeur of the aisles, the chauffeur of Mount Torah. And Yaakov is Sukkos. Why? Mekneu Asa Sukos? That's defining for Yaakov Avinu. So what exactly is so significant about building a doghouse for a dog or a, a, a stable? Why is that so significant to the Asa Sukkos? Now our question is the Archaim HaKadosh's question. The Arachay HaKadosh asks, and in one line, he just gives a one line answer. Source number 10. Says the Arachay HaKadosh, The Im Tomar, line four. That's so significant. Ulai. <coughs> he did something that nobody else had done before. Adam He didn't do any. He was the first person to do this. He was the first one who had a choice, I might add. Noah didn't have a choice in the matter. He was told by God, You're doing this. You're going to be a zookeeper for the next year. But Yaakov had a choice. He looked at his animals, he had compassion for his animals. And he took care of his animals. That's all the Arachayim HaKadr says. Which is a beautiful thought. But I think it goes deeper. And it relates to something that we've touched on in other contexts. And that's a thought suggested by Rav Asher Weiss, the Minchas Asher, in two or three places in his Sfarim Khumish. I gave it to you from Breshis and Semenchav Dalin. There is a concept in Halacha. The Gemara mentions it. Tsar balechayim, right, Animals. We're not allowed to pain animals. We're not allowed to cause animals to suffer. And the Gemara even says Tzah B'Alechaim Dar Isa. It's Dar isa, It's a biblical concept. What's the source of that concept in the Torah? Where does it say, what's this Makar? It's not one of the 613. What's the source for Tzah B'Alechaim Dar isa? Nowhere in Shas. Gemara does not give a Makar. And if you look in the Mufarshim, as Ravashur Weiss Kadarka Kodesh does, there are at least 11 suggestions. Why Tzah is Dar isa, Where do you know it from? How do you know Tzah is Dar isa? So, he quotes Rashi and yeah, I gave you the list in source eleven. Rashi and Masecha Shabbos suggests that maybe you're learning from this, the mitzvah darais called prika. You have to take the load off your animal if it is heavy. <coughs> so, you know, maybe that's the source for Tzav al Chayim, Which is a little difficult because that only applies if the owner is having trouble. If the owner puts the load on and says, Okay, you take it off. I'm sitting here on the side, you don't have a chiv. But that's Rashi. Or Turning over the page, the of suggests, based from the Rivid, there's an isser of muzzling one's animal when one is working. Parsha's Kiseit say, lo sach, shor, vidisho. When there's not a lot of muzzling on it, you have to let your animal eat. It's working and has to eat. Or others say, it's a lachamosh Or the Rambam writes, in Mara Nevuchim he quotes, it's the Pusik and Parsha's Balak. When the donkey turns around to Balaam and says, why are you hitting me? That's a makar for a dindar iso. Why are you hitting me? Lama hikisa? Lama zikisa zahsoncha? Zahsholash regalim. Says the malach, speaking out. <coughs> Why do you hit three times? Others say, the sefer charedim, Halacha bidrachav. Mahu rachim, afatarachim. Amazing. A whole litany, a whole list of, of, uh, of sources, of suggestions. Uh, the chasam sofer, he quotes later on, the racham of I'll call Masaf. Hashem has compassion. On all of his creatures, the pasuk we say in Ashrei and <coughs> many different suggestions given. The Isra of mother and a mother and a child on the same day. The last one, the Eben Ezra suggests the Issar of Kilayim, Kilay BeHema, when it's not allowed to put, put two animals, a kosher and a non-kosher animal on the or two different machlokas we've shown him, where the two different non-kosher animals on the same plow. But at least it applies to a kosher and a non-kosher animal. Explain some of the him why. Let's say there's a horse and a cow pulling a wagon. So what's gonna happen? The cow's gonna be, the owner's gonna give the cow and the horse food before they start, and then in the middle of the ride, the cow's gonna chew its cud, it's gonna spit up the food, and then it's gonna be chewing, and the horse is gonna look and say, hey, he's eating? That's not fair. And there's gonna be pain, because he's gonna see other animals. So to speak, if the animals—that's the message for us, at least. But these are all suggestions. Tzar balechaim. So Rav Asher Weiss says, take a step back for a minute. What's the mucker for Tzar balechaim? How could there be eleven mukaras? There aren't eleven mukaras for anything. The Gemara maybe will give three. Here the Gemara gives zero, and the Rishonim and the achronim struggle. What's the? Why is it so hard to find the mucker for Tzar balechaim? Because you know what the real mucker is, says Rav Asher Weiss. The real mucker is that there's no mucker. The real mucker is that there are some ideas that are what's called ratzon Hashem. We had a Dach B'in share about this a year and a half ago. Those who want to look, listen to it on the OU website, called ratzon Hashem, the fifth Shulchan Arach. There are 613 mitzvot, but then there are ideas based on those mitzvot, the framework that those mitzvot set up. It's obvious that Sar is not something that Kodesh Baruch Hu wants you to do. And it's obvious that this is a value in Yahadus. And yes, you might find a hint to it here and there and there, but really, there's no makar. And the makar is the whole Torah. Ratzon Hashem, he says this. Why is this a simcha of He says this in the context of the mitzvah of chinuch, the mitzvah of giving our children a proper education. So Moshiyach and I hold that the mitzvah of chinuch is a mitzvah derabanan. So what does that mean? On a Daraisa level, I can let my children do whatever they want. I can send them to public school, whatever. Oh! You have to get them a Jewish education. What? No. Obviously. The Mitzvah Chinich is It's Ratzon Hashem. Details might be Abanon. But the idea, the idea is obviously from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Daraisa. So now let's get back to the Arachai MaKadosh. Yaakov Avinu Ulumikneiu as He made sukkos for his animals. Why is that so significant? That's why it's called sukkos, and that's why sukkos is connected to him and the, the Torah and Hilchas Rosh Chodesh. Why? Because that reflects that Yaakov, not only, you can even add, you can even say this is a Pshat, in love and garti retiring Mitzvah Shamarti, not only that, I also did Rasa and Hashem. And the animals, the Tsar Balichayim example, is the first thing he did. He meets Yaakov. The first thing the Torah tells us is that he sets up sukkos for his animals. That's even before the following pasik, which is he comes to Shechem and he buys a piece of land, which we like to mention the Eben Ezra. He buys a piece of Eretz Israel. Before that, he sets up, maybe that's the significance. Okay, two more thoughts. Paraglamidalid, <coughs> the difficult story of Dina. Dina and Shechem and Shimon and Levi. Again, we've touched on this very different points in the, in the past. I'd just like to pick up on one medrash. One medrash based on the Pasik, Paraglamidalid, Pasik Chavav. All the way at the end, after the deed was done. On the third day, Mashlibi Yasam Koavim, Levin go and wipe out the city. Again, not for now. Were they Why were they Chaya Misa? Yaakov gets upset. So were they justified? Were they not justified? They killed va'yitzeu. And they take Dina. They take Dina and they leave. They take her. Wait a minute. They take her? Chazal obviously bothered. What do you mean, take her? She didn't like run out. Vayikhu says the Medrash, quoted in 13 in Rabbi Yerucham, the first line, Ube Medrash, Rav Yudin Omer, Goren Bav Slo Shlo rotza She didn't want to leave. So Rashi has a version of this where she was worried, who's going to marry me now? Until Shimon promised, I'll take care of you, don't worry about it. But the Paj Slawaya says. What's the message? Shallah Salat says. So says Rabbi Ruchim. Miyuchal Hisbonaid. At Kama Zara. This is so strange. Adkaday Bakila. So strange, so confusing. The daughter of Yaakov Avinu had a little, any little sense of not wanting to go. Would it, would it be better for her after what happened to her? Vekzay Takhein. How is it possible she was somehow convinced of anything? So it says Rebbe I'm about to say a message, but we always have to realize that sometimes messages that we say about certain Khataim in the Torah, the Khataim in the Torah weren't really ra'ui for those who, who did them. The Gemara even says this. There's a balance of taking sins literally like we spoke about a couple of weeks ago when we spoke about Rivka and Yitzchak giving their Chinuch to Yaakov and Esav versus the Gemara says but Israel weren't roy right for the Egel. They did it with a little divine help to lead to pave the way for Bali Chub in the future. Aaron Akoe shouldn't have helped in the Egel. So our message is not going to be focused so much on Dina so to speak says Rabbi Yeruchim but just the message that we could get and the message that Chazal is trying to teach us. What's the message? Says Rav Yerucham. Hine, let's get to line 14. Miskala lanu b'zit koakadu v'nifla. V'kfardibarnu alzit pa'amim rabos. Aval adkolo yaranu loom kam shalzran. We don't see the depths that it happens. Dina was in a difficult situation. But somehow, the Medjugorje is trying to tell us there was some rationalization, something that she thought that it's, it's better for me? Better for me? How is that? Vayedabra olevanara? says Rebbe Yerucham, if we're not objective, and sometimes we can know something in our head, but it's not going to transfer to our heart. And if we're going to do something that we know doesn't make sense because we don't have enough that next step, even if we know something. He gives an example. person goes into a store, line 21. To buy something. Shalarig. <laughs> Go to buy a piece of material. He sees the storekeeper, shows him the piece of material, and he realizes this is not what I came in for. I don't need this. I don't want this. And he turns to leave. He's not He's not buying it. It's not what he needs. Nothing. It's too expensive. It's not what I need. It's not beautiful. And he starts to leave. What happens? Line twenty four. <laughs> The storekeeper now starts. No, but look at it and starts doing it and showing you can use it this way, you can use it that way, and, and trying and turns it over and folds it and over oh, 10 minutes. And finally, in the end, the guy buys it. And he walks out of the store and five minutes later, he looks at, at the passenger seat and the bag with the garment and he's like, what did I buy? Why did I just do that? This is not what I wanted. I know I walked in there and it's not what I needed and yet I bought it. Because sometimes what we know doesn't Oh, we get fooled and we get tricked. Haben Abiyafina you know, he says, you're never gonna, the storekeeper says, you're never going to find anything like this in any store. The Kahena line 29, And I know the storekeeper always does this. And I know he doesn't let me leave but he's already in the clutches of the storekeeper and he can't help it. Because once we're convinced of something, says it's very hard to be objective. We rationalize, we defend, we don't think clearly. A person could be on a diet, but then there's something in front of them. Rav says in the continuation, I need to give you, I know in my head, hayom, but it doesn't translate. If I'm fleshic, we have no problem. Why is it harder if I'm fleshic than if I'm on a diet? If I'm fleshic, I'm not going to eat it. But if I'm on a diet, I'm... It's all in the head. It's all what we convince ourselves to. The koach that our mind has, says Yeruchim, that's what you learn. Dina was totally wrong, totally hallucinating. What do you mean, to stay there? But that's what can happen sometimes when we don't think clearly. We have to try to be as objective as possible, says Yeruchim, to overcome the koach ha-pitui. Okay. Finishing up with one final thought. Again, ending with a Rav And that is the last section of the Parsha. The last section of the Parsha, which is not the most exciting part of the Parsha. And that is, after we have a Parsha of the meeting of Yaakov and Esau, and Yaakov fighting with the malach and Dina and Shem, and a whole fight of family, what do we have over the end of the Parsha? We end on a high. And that is, we have the list of Esau's families. All of the generations of his children and his grandchildren and Basmas Bas Yishmael. All the Taldos. And if that wasn't enough, then we have the last section of the Parsha. All the kings. All the kings. the, Hamalachim, Pasigir Aleph. Asher Eretz Edom, Israel. Who was there? Bela ben Ba'ar, and the city was Dinhava. And he died in Yovav and Chusham, and Hadad, and Samla. Why do we need to know this? Why is this here? Okay, you want to tell me the family? Okay, the families. I know the families. Okay, we also have we have other families. You know, in the, in the Bracius and, and and Noah. So you can tell me the families here because it's our cousins, you know, Esau's descendants and Yaakov's descendants. But what do we to, need to know the kings of Edom for? Elam Asher all the kings of Edom, we have to know. Hadad ben Bedad. Baal Khanan ben Achbor. Right, and all the alufim. What do we need to know this for? So really, it's ending off with a promise. It's not ending off with extraneous names that we do need to know about. And the secret is in the first Pasuk. Pasuk Lamed Alph. asher me'eretz edom. Stop there for a minute. Edom. Whose Gullus we still find ourselves in. Edom, which is Asav, Edom, which is Rome, the longest Gullus in the history of the Jewish people. After all the Golios of Mitzrayim, of Bavel, of Paras, of Yavon, and now Edom, there are many different masks that Edom wears. And there are many different faces that Edom puts on in every century. And the malachim have different names. And the message of listing off all the different malachim is that Edom is going to attack us a number of times. Many tragic, difficult, impossible times. But we should know. The Torah already promises us in Vayishlach. These are the malachim. You have all different kinds of malachim. But you know what? Lifnei. Malach Melech, lifnei Yisrael. It's all before there is a final chapter. There is a final stage of history and that's Melach Melech Lebnei Yisrael. When there's going to be a Melech HaMashiach, when there's going to be a leader, both David Melech Yisrael from Malchus based David, Mashiach, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All these Melachim are, what's the key word? Lifnei. Lifnei Melach Melech Lebnei Yisrael. Not just the literal translation before the Jews had a king but before the Jews will have a king. Reitz Rev Salvechik, line 13. The Torah is alluding. Don't think. Don't think it's over now. You know, you fought the Malach and it's finished. Realize this is going to be an ongoing battle until the end of the days. That's part of who we are. We're going to meet Esav many times. Many times by Yavas Yaakov there'll be Yaakov himself. krovos, betoldos made of adoros. How many Asav's have we had throughout history who have attacked us? manim kashin. There'll be difficult times, and even if we don't want to distance ourselves, as we've quoted in the past from if a Jew doesn't make kiddush, the non-Jew makes Avdalah. the Asav makes Avdalah. And they'll separate us. We're going to have many situations and fights with Esav, but we know he ends off. There will come a day, very soon, there won't be any more Edom, there won't be any more Esav, there won't be any more Rahman Islan, bloodshed, fighting. And there will only be one thing, Maloch Melech Lebnei Yisrael, we will have Melech HaMashiach, we will have Hakarish Baruch recognized by all the people in the world, and that should happen very soon.